Thanks for listening to the nice podcast. I'm Dave Delaney. If you haven't noticed, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus over the last several months. Uh, A big revelation was found. I have ADHD, and that explains a whole lot. And of course, naturally, as a veteran podcaster, I started another podcast all about it, and it's called ADHD Wise Squirrels, and you can find it at wisequirrels.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search ADHD Wise Squirrels. Pop over and have a listen. Let me know what you think. Thanks. It's it's not like fake it till you make it. It's actually acting as if. If I would feel that I have it, I would act differently. Mm-hmm. I would think differently. And starting with the thoughts and the feelings, it changes my pattern of actions, the habits. Nice. 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 Nice with Dave Delaney. So from time to time... We make mistakes as podcasters. When I first started podcasting back in 05, believe it or not, my wife and I had a parenting podcast we did for three years. And one of the worst mistakes I made more than once, actually, was not hitting record. And so we did an entire hour plus long episode. And afterwards, when I went to mix it and edit it, that's when I realized I had not hit record. Doing that too many times can uh, break up a couple. Luckily, she stayed with me. But of course, that podcast is no more. So the reason why I bring that up is because I've got a fantastic interview and new episode for you, the first of the new year. I forgot to use my microphone when I recorded our interview today. Now, there was some background noise. Uh, it's got a bit of a tin canny in the room sort of recording audio uh, sound to it. Nonetheless, you can still hear everything correctly and clearly and wonderfully and all that good stuff. So don't run away. I encourage you to sit back and relax and listen to the interview. And I promise next time I will actually use the microphone that I actually was using, only I didn't realize I was not using the correct microphone. My guest today is Natalia Burdikon. I believe I pronounced her name correctly. I hope I did. She's an entrepreneur, an energy leadership and well-being coach a speaker, an investor, a mentor. She's also an EO board member, which we talk a little bit about, the Entrepreneurs Organization. And she runs a company called Life by Design Academy. Now, Natalia is awesome, and you're going to learn a lot about adjusting the way you use your energy. And what do I mean by energy? Well, you're about to find out, of course, right after this. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. What is the nicest thing someone has done for you recently? Beautiful question. 
Thanks. Someone has done for me recently. Well, if I can say that it would be my husband giving me a smile and a kiss. <laughs> and I have a lovely doggy that every time she looks at me and wings her tail, it's the nicest thing I see. <laughs> and it's all the time during the day, so. That's awesome. What kind of dog do you have? It's a poodle. Oh, poodle. Nice. Yeah, what's, poodle. what's your dog's name? Sally. Sally. Sally the Russian poodle. Sally the Russian poodle, indeed. <laughs> That's awesome. She's a baby, so uh, she's quite active and gives a lot of joy. So it's the nicest thing I see every single day. Now, do you have a yard or some way for your dog to, to go out? Because my mini Aussie named Peggy uh, keeps me pretty, pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. This one is handful too, but she has a whole backyard right in front of the sea to run around. And it's, uh, she loves the bowl. So it's her favorite toy. And she's so fast. Active. <laughs> That's great. So you're based in, where are you based? You're based in Barcelona, right? Barcelona, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terrible Barcelona. What a, what a horrible place to live. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I spent, I spent about three weeks uh, through Spain and Portugal uh, a number of years ago with my family. We, uh, we rented a car, started in Barcelona, spent a few days there. We actually stayed in Sitges. Uh, oh, nice. just outside of Barcelona and had a wonderful time. What a beautiful trip you had, I suppose. It's beautiful from here to Portugal. Oh, it was great. It was, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And, um, yeah, we, we love, we love it in Europe. My wife and I actually met in Ireland, uh, many years ago. I'm from Canada and she's from the U.S. Um, and we met, we met in Ireland. And so, oh, yeah. You got to travel and you still do, I suppose. We still do. We were actually in Switzerland last week. Uh, oh, nice. yeah, we, my brother lives in Bern. So we visited, uh, him and his girlfriend and we, uh, we started that trip in Paris rented a car and drove up to Belgium to Bruges and then drove mm. down south through uh, Luxembourg, down to Colmar, um, through the Alsace region, and then down to Switzerland. So, mm. yeah. I used to live in Belgium. Ah, nice. Uh, yeah, and it's amazing how how much you get to see in Europe. It's such a diverse place. Uh, it's always amazed me. And I've lived in Europe for 24 years and it's everywhere you go is just special, different. You're right about that. I, living in the U.S. is interesting because um, geographically it's very diverse. So you can travel and of course, there's you know different people from different places and things, but for the most part, the Target and the Walmart are the same <laughs> in like New Mexico or California as they are in Tennessee or New York or wherever. Um, but I do find like, but but the the topography and the the, the actual region of the U.S. Is, is is very beautiful. But the thing with with Europe that I love so much is that you travel an hour or two and you're in a different country with different customs, different language. Uh, and all of that, I think, makes Europe so special to me totally. anyway. Yeah, totally. 
And you're from Russia originally, right? I am from Russia originally, yes. So it's uh, for me, I went from Russia to US in 1996, and that was post Soviet Union. So that was a big cultural change for me. Right. Going both ways, actually, is coming back. I also had a cultural shock. People get used to new things very fast, you know. Right. Yeah. What was that experience like coming to the States for the first time? Coming to the States, I was 16, so I actually left my hometown, well, the country for the first time. Mm. And coming from Moscow to California, from an apartment building to suburb houses and people of different culture and, well, a mix of cultures, to be exact. And um, the language that I barely spoke, I thought, I would never be fluent in anything but Russian, and nonetheless, now it's four plus languages, which is great <laughs> miracle. <laughs> and um, I loved it. it. I really was driven by curiosity and communication. I loved people and connecting to people and understanding how they function and how to relate to them being so different and. There's pretty, well, quite a few raised eyebrows and the fact that people didn't entirely know where Moscow was and if we have bears on the streets or not. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was a lot of uh, mutual education at the time. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just remember being a Canadian and going to California, L.A. when I was like uh, 19 and everybody asking me if we lived in igloos. All right. So, well, you know the experience. Um, <laughs> since then, few things did change. And I, well, I made friends for life. And it was an amazing experience. Um, at the time, I found it the most transformational experience because you kind of learn how to grow up and mature right away when you were 16 all the, all the way across the world. Mm. And um, since then, the world has been my oyster with sky not being the limit, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. And how has COVID affected uh, your business and, and you know, uh, being sort of shut in, as it were, uh, for somebody who obviously loves to travel as I do as well and loves people as much as I do too, probably, um, you know, being able to, you know, I'm very extroverted and, and sort of being locked in my, my home for so long uh, has certainly done my head in a little. How about you? Well, it's been an interesting experience for many. I must say that a part of maybe three first months that caught me in Berlin, where I was still lucky enough to walk around beautiful parks in the nature. That's the maximum that was possible, which was still amazingly great to experience. A part of the three months, I've actually must admit that I did travel quite a bit. Don't ask me how, somehow, whether it's the mindset of finding the ways uh, around, it worked. So the past two years I've traveled more than I actually would prefer to because I really love now where I am. I moved from Berlin to Barcelona and every time I leave, I actually don't want to leave. Right. But um, so in, that, in, in the sense of travel, it was 
for me still pretty okay but it helps to have four residencies mm. i must say uh, that was probably how i made it around without too many questions right other than that on the business well the fact that i work with entrepreneurs and leaders and their energy and their ability to cope with everything that happens externally I wouldn't say that it negatively affected the business because with everything that's going on a lot of people and companies do need more and more energy and the ability to cope with everything that's happening and have that strength um, not to feel like a victim of whatever is happening to them, mm. a victim of situations and circumstances, and be more in charge and the creator of their experience. No matter what happens, even the COVID and the economy and restrictions. So it's um, it's been an interesting journey for me since COVID. And um, I must say that I started doing daily yoga at the start of COVID because of the lack of, you know, usual exercise. So I improved a lot in that sense. And mm. well, well-being became really a big focus for me in the past few years. So tell me a little bit about Life by Design Academy. What's what's involved with with that? I know, you, you, as you mentioned, you, you work in, in energy and, and helping leaders tap into that and entrepreneurs tap into that. Um, you know, for it for well, not I wouldn't call myself a novice, but maybe our novice listeners. Uh, tell us a little bit about about life by design and and what you do. Thank you for the question. So, life by design, uh, we help people and organizations improve their way of living and the way of operating their leadership performance and well-being by working with the leadership energy leadership methodology mm. basically raising their energy state their mindset their their performance their perspective uh, whatever you want to call it consciousness really and leading their lives and their businesses and their teams from a different perspective different hmm. tools um, with alternatively reaching clarity and happiness and fulfillment and success whatever success means to them so when someone comes to you do you work like in a specific uh sector or an industry or do you find that your clients tend to come from one industry as opposed to, to others Totally diverse industries, so it's not industry related at all. It's really human people related. Sure. And it's really what it does a part of helping people that come with overwhelm and lack of clarity, stress, um, and the belief that there is a different way of functioning, living, and working. It helps them to have more peace and increase their productivity, improve their way of leading their in their own life and in the business, clearly also communication and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. 
and people sort of become more aware and peaceful, if you wish. Mm -hmm. So everything can continue being the same way around them, but they change and their energy changes and, you know, energy attracts like energy and yeah, they start focusing on different things. So it's not about time management anymore, but it's more about energy management, starting with their own. Starting with the run? With their own energy. Oh, with their own energy. Okay. So, so for example, like if a, if an entrepreneur comes to you who's feeling uh, stressed and, and overwhelmed with maybe, maybe their business isn't where they want it to be, um, or they're, you know, or maybe they're growing quickly as a lot of my clients with Futureforth are. They're, they're often fast growing technology companies for my case. And that can be very stressful and, and overwhelming. So, so tell me a little bit about an engagement with you and, and what that's like. Where it starts is understanding where they are and why they feel the way they feel and where do they really would aspire to go to what their dreams and aspirations are mm. and ultimately what they think is holding them back or what is standing in the way and we normally start with energy leadership index assessment mm. that's um, an assessment based on attitude and as you know attitudes like personality can be changed which is mm. great news hence the energy can change yeah and whatever follows that and we go into um, a deep dive debrief after that where they uncover what what energy or leadership ability do they have, their consciousness, uh, whatever affects their productivity and their ability to perform and the way they come across and the way they experience the world mm. or their work for that matter and how they are when everything is great right where the energy is at mm. where the abilities is at and when where they are under stress because people under stress they tend to behave and feel very differently right and think very differently and what we do is we shift that and we lower that that inability to cope with stress or their perspective uh, on whatever is happening in any particular situation and sort of release that tension. And ultimately, the way they perceive situations change because stress, same person can look at things differently and experience them differently. And also the way we experience it, it also comes across, right? Mm. Yes. You know, it resonates to the outside world as well. Sure. So starting with themselves, with who they truly are, with what is at the core of their energy, what is at the core of their thoughts and emotions and actions, and we shift that. And so whether it is preparing for a, a negotiation or a merger or whether it is about relationships with their loved ones at home and conflicts or uh, at the workplace, the way they start dealing with it changes as well and the way they experience it and the way they feel and that affects their ability to lead, hence the more effective leadership mm -hmm. and 
their well-being because they feel less stress they feel um, more not only physical energy when i talk about energy it's it's really everything the spiritual mental uh, everything yeah interesting because yeah with energy i think that's something that that not everybody can put their finger on Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's something. Is there is there like how do you define energy? How do you define energy? What is energy <laughs> to you? That's a great, great, uh, great question. <laughs> well, that's my question. Hey, wait a minute. I see what you I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> no, for me personally. My so I started meditating and practicing mindfulness seriously about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago now. To the point now that I I meditate every day. um, And in doing that, I've tapped into my own energy in the sense that I feel clear and I feel I'm able to put things in perspective a lot faster. And in some cases at all (laughs) where I might not have in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So as an extrovert and as I was asking you earlier, you know, part of my challenge during, especially during the pandemic has been, you know, not being out much with people and, and I'm a people person. So, so getting, you know, kind of over, not overcoming loneliness, but also sort of tapping into those feelings and understanding how you, how to put that into perspective. So, um, you know, one thing that I've learned in the last year, especially or last couple of years is how, when we think too much of the past, that can lead to depression. And when we lead, and when we think too much of the future, it can lead to anxiety. And so by being present, it kind of taps into that energy that I think that's, that's what you're driving at. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. And thank you for sharing that. And indeed, what you meditation and mindfulness exercises gave you that that energy it gives you energy every time you do Mm. that and it's it's mental and spiritual and physical and if it it affects your whole state of being and your awareness the clearness as you said and everything starts with awareness Mm. and what what is interesting is that I'm very I am also a big extrovert or at least I thought I was now somehow it's not like I went a lot inward, but it's it's more internal um, that the power within me, mm. it comes more from within than it does from getting it externally through, you know, communicating with physically, communicating with people outside or having meetings in person. And somehow, while it was a big energy giver to me before people and you know actual meetings etc and being in the middle of crowds and etc yeah it's no longer missing in my life i mean i have plenty of energy without having to be around people all the time which i used to be hmm. yeah i, I i've 
I co-founded a couple of conferences in Nashville when I first moved here from Toronto and a couple of monthly networking events. And so I was surrounded myself with people all the time. It's funny now, actually, I even wrote a book called New Business Networking, all about networking and building your network and, and doing it in a nice way, which is what I'm all about. But what I have found, it's been interesting because I've written a lot and studied a lot about introverts. And, and because, and, and nobody is 100% introvert or 100% extrovert, of course, and, and different days and different times, you're different places along that sort of spectrum. But, you know, a lot of the times we, I've focused on, on introverts. You don't read a lot of support or a lot of information for extroverts. It's thought, <laughs> and it's funny now with, with the pandemic, I have found that things have sort of reversed where there should be more support for extroverts because the introverts are happily uh again i'm generalizing but the introverts are more happily at home they don't have to go out and meet tons of people they can you know they don't have to do this stuff and and so i was always with my events looking for the wallflowers looking for the people who were standing by themselves because i'm I'm a firm believer that if you have a, a name badge or a lanyard at an event you're you you're that's an indicator that you are there because you want to be there and, and meeting nobody and standing there by yourself is never really a fun thing. So my, my goal has always been to seek out the introverts and make them feel comfortable. And now it's, it's kind of reverse where it's the extroverts, I think, who need that extra TLC. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. And that's exactly what's been happening in the past few years. I think there's, such a well as as i notice it there's more tools out there for people that are struggling with anxiety and 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 you rightly said about the worry if you are in the past or if you're in the future and you're not in the present moment yes you basically how i explain it is if you have in the moment a hundred percent of your energy available to you and if any of that energy or half of that energy you spending in negative thoughts or in the spiral of feeling guilty about the past and worrying that you could have should have done it differently or being fearful about the future and 99.9 percent what you're thinking now about the future is not going to happen as fear is false evidence appearing real but in the present moment, it's blocking our potential. So instead of having 100% of great energy that is constructive, building, creative, connected to our intuition, productive, and all of that great stuff, we don't have the access to that. And hence, what happens is, as I explained it, there are two types of energy. Catabolic, that is disruptive and draining, mm. and anabolic, that is construct constructive and healing. And intentional as well. Call it positive energy or negative energy, but catabolic and anabolic. So what happens is if half of it is catabolic, basically we don't have the access to all that great stuff. And if we are in that state too long, hence we do tap into burnout, depression, anxieties, and also physical diseases because it physically what it creates is the catabolic hormones that push through the it helps us to go through the stress but it's destructive mm. so hence people also get 
lower immune system and they get sick much easier. One can say in simple terms, if you change your thoughts from positive to negative, you start feeling better, you are changing your behaviors, your habits, and therefore actions, and therefore results are much more constructive. You can put it in very simple terms like that. That's a good way of, of looking at it. How to change your thoughts? You know, yes, you can do meditation, mindful ex- exercises, surround yourself with different type of people, do things that give you energy. Hence, when I, uh, my first and easy question could be, what actually gives you energy? What gives you joy? When yeah. do you feel nice? You're all about nice. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's for you or for your team or for people at home, starting with that fact of what gives you energy and do more of that. And what drains your energy, try to do less of that. And of course, what you mentioned, understanding what those, where those emotions are coming from and having more awareness of that and dealing with this instead of just suppressing them and running away from it because then it kind of stays in that catabolic state and we feel worse and worse and worse. So here's an example. Yeah, no, it's a great one too. Tell me a little bit about manifestation and, and what your what your views are on on this. Well, manifestations, call it visualizing, call it putting the, that energy into bringing the future into the present by raising your energy, your thought frequency about it into the present actually changes not only your chemical, your your hormone state, because it's physics, right? You could say, you know, your thoughts is changing the way you feel and therefore it actually changes the way you act and thus it changes the future. Mm-hmm. So in terms of manifestation, I do a lot of visualizing exercises and well, clearly with meditation, I love Joe Dispenza's work, for example, or, mm-hmm. uh, or Silva's work. It's, it's all about getting yourself into that state and also the alpha state whereby your ener- energetic resonance changes. And so your your body cells change as well. And you can also heal yourself through this kind of stuff. And it's not like the law of attraction. It's call it the law of energy. You are basically putting yourself into a different state. It's, it's not like faking, fake it till you make it. It's actually acting as if. If I would feel that I have it, if I would be a completely, I would act differently. Mm-hmm. I would think differently. And starting with the thoughts and the feelings, it changes my pattern of actions, the habits. And it really starts with who we are, you know, profoundly. What is at the core of our thoughts? And then it moves you forward into those actions to get there. So what would you recommend as far as as what we've talked about, and maybe manifestation is part of this, or I expect it is, where would, would an, uh, like a, an aspiring entrepreneur, somebody who's not where they want to be, maybe they're frustrated, 
what would you recommend? What's some advice you would give them to help them get to where they want to be? Now, we're not talking, of course, about manifesting the ability to fly a plane or to do open heart surgery or something like that, but but rather creating a, a company or a business and being able to to reach the goals that they're after. Right. Well, I'm, I start with, and again, as a coach, we don't give advice. And um, as we do truly believe that all the answers are within, mm. and they are simply guides to get there. And so what, what does help as simple tools, and I have a few of them on my website and YouTube, is as an example, if a person has a goal, right, an objective, well, not reaching that objectives makes them frustrated in the moment because they really want to get there. And the key question is, what do they, what do they want to feel when they reach that objective or a goal or a dream or an aspiration? Can That's I ask it. you a question? What would be, give me an example of something for you. We're at the beginning of the year. Yeah. That's, I may uh, imagine I'm your genie and I grant you a wish or three wishes. What would those be? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, you know, in, in practicing mindfulness and really thinking about my life uh, and journaling and so forth, I've really realized that uh, I'm su very successful in where in most of the areas I, I, I want to be. And in fact, I would even argue more successful than a lot of people. Um, for example, I, ha I am married and very much in love with my best friend and my wife. She, uh, but, well, that's one person, by the way, uh, just for clarity. <laughs> um, but I, we have two great kids who are smart and outgoing, and compassionate and kind and creative. They are awesome kids. So we're really great that way. Um, we have an amazing dog. We have a decent, nice house. Um, we bought a hot tub last January, which has been the best investment, I think, uh, <laughs> and a new car. So like, and we've just done this trip, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, uh, you know, to, to Switzerland and to Europe. So like, I'm very successful in, in areas where I could be the, I could be the richest person in the world and not be able to find my soulmate. And, 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 you know, being the richest person, let's say, that would make it even more difficult to find that mate because you never know, you know, are, are, is she, you know, courting me because of the money or, you know, all these things. So I'm very lucky that I'm in these, these, this wonderful position where I need to grow is, is through my business, Future Forth, right? So for me personally, my, my genie is to, is to, uh, find new clients to hit my financial goals, uh, to continue growing my business, ultimately um, to have my wife uh, quit her job and join me and for us to be able to travel uh, more often uh, because that's how we met with backpacks on in Ireland. Mm, lovely. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I love it. You are a lucky man and you probably, when people say it's luck, I say you created it. Mm. You op you were open for it and you created it as it is right now. So call it luck or call it your your creative power yeah. and your energy. 
Okay, and um, about that future force and finding new clients and having that the f- hitting the financial targets. What is the feeling that you're going to have when you achieve that goal that you're after? Peace, probably. Um, excitement. I'm trying to think. What else? I I think peace is a big one because once I've you know, and I'm not stri- striving to to make millions and millions and millions of dollars and buy big extravagant things. My family motto is experiences over things. So travel is, is, is a key part of that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think excitement, peace and, and, um, happiness because I will then be serving more people and doing the work that I do best. And, and I'll be very satisfied from that because I'm excited to work with more clients and to continue to grow future force. So I think happiness and, and peace are probably the big, the big ones. Thank you for sharing that. So if alternatively it's the peace and the happiness and the excitement, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So if peace, excitement, and happiness is the goal, what's the due date on that? Well, as we're here in the beginning of January, uh, you know, I, I've already set some, some goals for my business uh, for this year. So, so um, I, have, I have quarterly goals and I have the end of the year goals. So, so yeah, by the end of the year would be lovely. All right. So what if I tell you that you can have the peace, the excitement and the happiness starting tomorrow? Okay, keep talking. <laughs> but that's exactly what you're ultimately after. Right. It's not the the number of clients or the hit financial target that would give you that sense of peace and excitement and happiness. Because there are ways to have that without having the frustration of getting there. Tell me more. <laughs> well, from the energetic standpoint, if it's all about having the, f- the feeling that you're after, hmm. and if you are after that feeling, it's not necessarily the doing that gets you there but the being hence you not it's not necessarily about the performance and hitting the kpis and checking the boxes it's about that continuous improvement of moving towards that alternatively alternative goal mm. and already having that in your life while you're improving and, and coming closer to a greater goal, a greater sense of happiness, a greater has sense of excitement, more travel. Mm. But the journey doesn't frustrate you because you might already have it now. The feeling right. that you're alternatively after. I think for me personally, in order to reach these these goals... Uh, you know, certain things have to happen. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that 
in order to uh, in order to to uh, reach these levels of of and I use the word peace loosely, but but of of satisfaction and confidence, um, I need to be able to grow the business to where where it needs to be in order to reach these things, right? Um, you know, people say money can't buy happiness, but if you have no money now, thankfully I'm far from that. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine, but, uh, you know, you do need that in order to, to live the life you want to live. Right. But the, the goal is the peace and the happiness is not having more clients. I tell you why that is, and we're going back to the manifestations or visualization. Right. If you were saying in the present moment, a year from now, let's say we picture a year from now, a year from now, I'm traveling around the world with my wife. I'm working from whichever remote places. The clients are coming to me and I have enough financial means to have the the life I want to have that has the peace, excitement, happiness and travel, which is important to me and serving more people Mm -hmm. because that's what you mentioned is important. You bringing it in your energy, in that visualization, manifestation, call it whatever, in the present moment. It's already with you Mm. and you're feeling it and you're imagining how it makes you feel. How does it look like where you are? And are you bringing it closer to you now? Mm. And it moves you away from the opposite of... I need to reach X number of clients by X number of time because of it gives me X number of revenue, right. which is a different energy. It's a more, in a way, draining and needing energy where you're grasping and being attached to the particular outcome. And just by that fact alone, it lowers your energy because it comes from the place of need rather than the place from of abundance. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It absolutely makes a lot of sense of envisioning, of envisioning where you want to be and then experiencing or, 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 or feeling the feelings that you aspire to feel like as if they already exist, right? Right. And because of that, it actually gives you a different energy. And when you are resonating at a different energy frequency, all of that actually comes to you and you're feeling all of that Hmm. rather than the opposite. So for a listener whose business might be struggling or, or they may be financially in rough shape, um, what can they do besides because obviously at some point there are KPIs for every business. Um, so where do you find the balance in, in, uh, in what you're explaining versus, you know, writing down the, the actual numbers and, and tracking that, you know, that, that work. Right. I'm not saying not to write down the goals and not track the, the numbers. Right. What 
what helps in those situations and i do have clients that are extremely frustrated they are having financial difficulties and and possibly debt and mm. that uh, they're fearful about the future which paralyze them paralyzes them in the present mm. because that's the whole thing because it's not just about the performance but it's also about how they feel and the access to that potential and that great capability they have in the moment but if in the moment out of the hundred percent energy more than half of it is catabolic being fearful and having the anxiety and the guilt and the worry and being competitive and wanting to sort of prove everyone that they can get it and they need to get it because they have to survive this is the catabolic energy that actually is draining them and they don't have the access to that potential and the right decision making and the creativity and the ability to connect the right people and their talents to do the job better mm. including themselves so it's actually counterproductive mm. So I start with that I start where they feel how they feel what is blocking them and taking taking away the judgment the self-judgment you know it's it's a, such a natural thing to judge ourselves that we're not good enough we're not productive enough we could have done better etc 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 which again counterproductive drains the energy and potential and the same for judging others and because this is a very the kind of energy that suppresses and it's not constructive so it's again counterproductive so what helps Practicing non-judgment mm. of any kind and not being attached to the outcome. You might say, how can I achieve what I want and not be attached to the outcome? Simply, be, simply in a way that if you're attached to that particular KPI at the end of the week or the month or buying that house or having that deal, because that kind of energy is basically you're evaluating yourself. You're putting the value on yourself by hitting that KPI. But your value, or if we talk about the team, is much greater than the performance of a KPI. Mm. And also, if we attach to that particular outcome, we don't see all the other opportunities around because we have our eye focused just on that particular thing. But what if seeing a bigger picture brings us actually much more creative solutions and opportunities and people, mm. therefore energy, and it actually is much more expanding as the power and the ability and the capability and the potential. Mm. So, and... Sometimes it's not, since I mentioned, it's not that goal that we're after is the feeling. Right. And if we have our eye just on that particular goal, not reaching that particular thing is extremely disappointing, extremely frustrating. So being attached to that particular outcome already lowers our capability and energy before we even get there. Yeah, that's true. You, you kind of talk yourself into a corner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's I understand that it's all a little bit on a metaphysical way. It is 
part of the neuroscience and uh, energy management is together with NLP, neuroscience, uh, all of that quantum physics stuff, but it's physics and it works. So just need to trust the process. So no judgment, no attachment to the outcome. Yeah. Practicing being here and now in the moment, expanding the awareness and expanding sort of that box and that conditioning that we, well, have, which everybody does, and expanding that view, mm. uh, reframing, being more curious, seeing those opportunities and thinking in win-win rather than I win and I have to have it because there's much more out there and there can be win-win solutions if there is no fear and if there is no judgment um, as those energies are very um, disruptive same like guilt and worry and um, blaming self and blaming others and all of that stuff so yeah working on the thoughts and understanding where they come from you mentioned a little bit about surrounding yourself with with people, um, really regardless of whether you're extroverted or introverted. Um, but we all need people in our lives. What are what are some tips to sort of finding your tribe, so to speak? Interesting question. Thank you. Well, if I look at my friends twenty years ago, some of them are still on the journey with me, mm. and some of them are not. And it's a natural process of surrounding yourself with people that give you energy. And that awareness also applies to the awareness of who do we communicate with, who do we align with, starting with our values and recognizing what is important to us in general and for me the tribe i had i was fortunate enough am fortunate enough to be part of entrepreneurs organization yeah which is a global organization and uh, it's an amazing huge number of entrepreneurs that are like-minded and um, for me in the time when i had a hard difficulty with the business previous business it was a great group of people that didn't judge, didn't give advice. See what I'm getting at there, mm. and um, and it's uh, it's great to uh, to learn from people that are sometimes smarter than you are, and and um, share the in good and the bad, as they say in marriage. But it's kind of yeah. the same with the tribe. And there is no judgment, and um, and that's amazing. So I would say, really look at the people that that don't judge and they don't want anything from you, and that unconditional love, which is also a higher resonating energy, the unconditional love, um, which we have towards our family and kids. Mm. Well, I have with my dog, for example, <laughs> and. Um, like everything okay as it is and not have the fear that someone is going to stab you or 
call it trust, call it love, call it just being. Yeah. Because what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, and it's a good it's a good way to think about that. Um, you mentioned EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization, and I know they have a million dollar. Like you have to be earning a million dollars to be able to be accepted into EO. Are there organizations that you recommend for those who aren't who haven't hit that million dollar mark yet, entrepreneurs uh, or aspiring entrepreneurs? Sure. Well, EO also has a program for accelerators, so it's from quarter of a million point okay. one. And also, if you raised money, uh, you have investors and you hit that, I think, in raised money, um, two million. So it doesn't have to be your own uh, turnover or equity. Right. And um, I am also, I've also been part of various chambers of commerces and um, communities. Well, I'm part of a huge coaching community and that also made a huge difference, uh, I think, Understanding that a support group, be it EO or a coach or any other support group that is neutral. Right. I think it's, it's a, it, it's great. So just find the kind of communities that are within your interest. And nowadays there's so much out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of different communities, a lot of different groups. Um, you talked a little bit about uh, finding a group that also share your values. Are, are Do you have any tips? I know we're, we're almost out of time, but do, we, do you have any, any tips for, for finding your values? Good question. Well, I have an exercise on my website if anybody wants to check it out or just drop me an email. But in, in quick, in the quick sense of it, what, what worked for me is listening to the body as the body never lies, whether it's it comes to what is happening around you or the people, the way they talk and the activities. Uh, understanding what it makes you feel. And as, as well as when you feel in conflict, what, I, what worked for me is that it was a sign that the values are not being honored whether it is a conflict with myself, right, that I don't feel right about it, or with or a conflict with someone else, it always um, helps to really look how is that aligned with your values? How is that making you? How is that really making you feel? Yeah. Because, like I said before, we're so domesticated and conditioned. Mm. And we sort of follow the path and take that baggage with us and we live to someone else's expectations that become ours. But the moment you feel drained, that's what happened to me and that's why I, I've changed my whole life in a way that at some point I felt extremely drained and not aligned with 
who I truly was anymore and that authenticity part was sort of missing and I just physically, mentally felt exhausted. Mm. And that was mainly because my values were not aligned. The life I lived was not where it was not aligned with my values. Right. So I had to re find myself all over again. Basically questioning everything. And it comes down to simple you can simply say what gives you energy and what drains you energy i would i would start there and what is in conflict and why that is and just be honest with yourself that's great advice i actually did an exercise uh years ago where i emailed i heard about this elsewhere but uh, it worked really well i emailed 10 or 15 people who I know, who know me quite well, not just friends and family, but but also clients or former clients, uh, you know, fellow students and, and speakers and so forth, friends um, who know me at different levels of my life. And I asked them what my three superpowers are. And from that, they each replied, uh, not everybody replied, but I wasn't expecting everybody to, um, but I got about 10 emails back with what each person thought were my three superpowers. So what I then did was transcribe those into a, a Word doc or Google doc um, and started looking at the, the commonalities between those superpowers. And that's where I landed on being on nice as one of the words and, and communication and storytelling and podcasting even was one of them. Um, so all of those things. And, and, and that really did also help, uh, help me kind of go through that as well. and kind of finding myself, so to speak. All right. I'm going to move on to the light. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to move on to the lightning round and then uh, we will wrap up. So complete this sentence. Nice guys and gals finish. With a smile. <laughs> I like that. What's a nice book that you recommend to the nice makers listening? Oof, a personality is not permanent. Personality is not permanent. I like that. What do you know who wrote it? It's a great title, and you, I loved it. Here, um, Benjamin Hardy. Benjamin Hardy. Okay, and I'll include a link to this in the description and the show notes, folks. So, um, uh, let's see. How is Natalia nice to herself? Ooh, um, I do yoga at the beach every morning. Even if I don't want the first 10 seconds, I do it anyways. And it's really good for me. Not a bad, not a bad way to start your day. Uh, and if you had a billboard, what would it say? Love. I like it. I like it a lot. I love it even. I'll go that far. <laughs> Natalia, how can people get a hold of you? How can they learn more about what you do and connect with you? Well, I'm all over social media by Natalia Bertikan. I think you'll have that spelled out somewhere. Yes, yep. Uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, what have you. You can go to my website, lifebydesign-academy.com. Drop me an email, contact at lifebydesignacademy.com. And um, just connect. I'll be happy to support you in anything and help you with that energy and making your dreams come true. Natalia, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. And it's such a great conversation to start the year as well. So I hope I hope uh, everybody takes what you uh, what you share today and uh, and applies it to their business and their life. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lots of peace, happiness, and energy to all of you guys. And thank you, Dave, for doing it. 
Thanks for listening to The Nice Podcast. I'm Dave Delaney, and you can get in touch with me at futureforth.com. We want to be able to hear from you, so I want to include your voice on an upcoming episode. To do this, record a voice comment or share a question at nicepodcast.co. There, you will also find a listener survey, and you can share how we're doing and your feedback with us there, too. And if you like what we're doing here, please be sure to follow and subscribe to the show. And of course, your ratings and reviews are very much appreciated. Thank you for this. Our theme music is by Alistair Crystal, who you can hear more from at alistaircrystal.ca. All right, thanks for being here, and we will see you next time. Be nice. Be nice.